Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me right here on the podcast. Reacting to a Christmas Day win. We have not checked in since before the holiday. uh, And then also some other stuff around the league. And then some unfortunate news with the Denver Nuggets. Um, Before we get into any of that, I hope you guys had a great uh, Christmas. If you uh, celebrate Christmas or whatever you celebrate this time of year, I hope uh, you found some peace, counted some blessings, and uh, spent some uh, quality time with your family. I certainly did. Um, it was fantastic. The recharge was much needed, to say the least. Um, but we're back here ready to roll. Uh, we have a couple games, actually, at the time of recording, Thursday afternoon. We're uh, really about five and a half hours uh, away from tip-off against the Memphis Grizzlies, and then a back-to-back hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that task just got a whole lot more challenging with the news of Aaron Gordon, which we will talk on, uh, touch on here in just a second. Um, first, I just want to react to very briefly to uh, the Christmas Day win over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, again, this was a few days ago now. Um, it's September 28th. Um, obviously, this game happened at Ball Arena in the middle of the afternoon on Christmas Day, uh, which I loved. Like the fact that, um, you know, someone asked me um, uh, a little bit earlier in the week, like, hey, what do you think about the Nuggets not? getting the primetime slot on Christmas. They did get the primetime slot. That is that is the primetime slot. It's 12.30, about 2.30 Eastern, right in the middle of the day. What's not the primetime slot is the 8.40 start uh, here mountain time that doesn't tip off until, you know, almost 11 o'clock Eastern. That's not the primetime slot. Um, so I was happy to see it. I was happy the Nuggets um, got a win on national TV. I was hoping that we'd see a little bit more uh, from uh, Nikola Jokic, who – you know, struggled from the floor. Four of 12, where he made most of his hay, was at the free throw line. A career high, 18 made free throws on 18 attempts. A perfect uh, performance from the charity stripe, and Jokic finished with 26 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists. They were paced by Jamal Murray, who in his 33 minutes scored 28 points and shot it well. Um, Nuggets ultimately win 120 to 114. And, um, you know, we're seeing um, Jamal Murray slowly uh, round back into shape. Uh, uh, A few efficient uh, scoring nights, two of the last three um, for a 28 and 32. 28, obviously, Christmas Day, but the 32 points against Brooklyn, which is a season high. I think he continues to look more and more comfortable, um, which is encouraging. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, finished with 19 points on 8 of 17 shooting, 3 of 10 from 3. I don't have the numbers uh, right in front of me. It felt like Michael Porter Jr. made those three threes in the first six minutes of the game, uh, doing most of his work there uh, in that first quarter, but did uh, uh, was active on the glass for 10 rebounds, uh, and he was a plus 23, a game-high plus 23 when he was on the floor. All right, it was a game where the bench struggled, but um, at the end of the day, Nuggets get the win. And they have now gone to 12-2 and two at home and are 8-1 and one in their last nine games. And just quick thought on, you know, uh, the Warriors in general. 
I am feeling a shift within myself and you know, b- bigger picture here that I, I just do not fear these guys. Like there was a, a, a time not long ago. I mean, these are two of the last t- two champions, right? Where it's like, man, they just kind of gave you a pit in your stomach. You did not want to see uh, that collection of talent um, with that pedigree, a uh, championship pedigree. And I just don't feel that anymore. And obviously J- Draymond Green not being there and, you know, we'll see what it looks like down the stretch, but it's just one of these things where I'm looking at a group that I just think the window is behind them. They lose a game for every game that they win. Uh, and at a certain point, um, n- judging what I saw last year as well from this group, the sort of um, disconnected nature for a couple years in a row with the Draymond Pool stuff last year and the Draymond stuff once again this year being out of the mix. Again, we'll see what it looks like in a couple months, but this is a team that I just I, I don't I don't fear at all, like at all in a seven-game series. Um, and I feel that way, really. Again, big picture, um, a thought here, as the Nuggets have had a few days off since Christmas and they'll play again tonight. Um, you know, I don't look at anyone with fear in the Western Conference. I really don't. Um, you know, certainly not the the, the Lakers or uh, the, the Clippers, you know, who have been playing better. So you kind of proceed with caution and respect, but not not fear. That would not be the word I would use. Not the Kings, not the Mavericks, um, not the Pelicans. Uh, the, the, the two teams that stick out, you know, are uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Nuggets will see Oklahoma City on Friday night. Um, but uh, so we'll see what that looks like in, uh, you know, a low-key important matchup, as I believe they have already split on the season in each of their own barn. So we'll see what it looks like on Friday night. They're a team that's ascending clearly um, and, and a team that I've, professed on this podcast I really like to watch I mean I'm watching them on league pass last night they had a quarter where they're just shooting the piss out of the ball Chet Holmgren's flying around I mean they're just a fun group and Shea Geldress Alexander is a top five player in the world right now go look at his game log what he's done for the last I don't know two and a half weeks it's blistering uh to 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 put it mildly um but but again you know fear is not a word I would use for Oklahoma City you know we'll see what Memphis looks like on Thursday evening at ball arena uh, who's won four in a row, John ja Morant back in the fold looking fantastic. Um, but again, fear is not a word that I would use to describe uh, the Grizzlies. Um, this thing just feels wide open. It really does. And it's an incredible opportunity here uh, this season um, to get back to the NBA Finals. You know, we'll see what happens with Minnesota if you got to go on the road. I mean, the, the, the Nuggets have the same amount of wins as the T-Wolves do. Um, so I don't even, you know, the way that the Nuggets are rolling right now, they could be the one seed by the next time that we record. So, um, again, um, Minnesota's the one, and we've talked about these guys, you know, in the last couple, um, I don't know, month, whatever it's been, um, that, man, they look the part. They really do. They're probably the story of the NBA right now, of the NBA season, that we're about, uh, you know, 32 games in, so 50 in front of us. Um, they're probably the story for me in the NBA um, right now. So we'll keep our eye on it. But again, you know, and I'm bringing this up because, you know, I was listening to a conversation, uh, with my former co-host Brandon Stokely on the fan. And he was like, you want to know what the Nuggets won one last year. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't need to see, uh, this group. They don't have to win another championship. And, you know, technically he's right. But a part of the context of why I just, uh, vehemently disagree is the context of the league right now. It's there for the taking. There is no, there's once again, no juggernaut in in their way. The Nuggets are the juggernaut, I believe, this spring. 
So, man, it, given the context and what I've already seen them do, I'm to the point where, because these guys make me adjust my expectations. Does that make sense? It's like Jokic, like when we can come in here and talk about a game where he goes for 28, 9, and 8, and, it, and it's not, not a great Jokic game because he sets the expectation. So it's like one of these things where they have made me uh, uh, adjust the field goal post, and I'm like, no, you, you should go win one. You should go win, you should go win another, I mean. And if you don't, I think it's fair to be uh, disappointed should this group uh, be a, a healthy. And now, you know, we transition to the Aaron Gordon stuff because this is, um, this is a blow. And I know you guys have already seen this by now. Uh, Aaron Gordon, um, 25 stitches attacked by a dog on Christmas night. It's one of the most bizarre sports injuries that I can remember. And there's been, you know, some different ones, even within Denver sports isolated. Uh, this is right up there. Um, this is a horrible story. Uh, confirmation hasn't come out whether or not it was his dog. Um, if you were to speculate, which, which will, I, you know, just dip our toe in the water, like it's fair to speculate because he's, he's spotted with the dog on Christmas night on social media and stuff. It's a, it's a Rottweiler, um, you know, for a guy the size of Aaron, and I was talking about this with my father-in-law, like if you're a guy the size of Aaron Gordon and you're 6'8", 250, whatever he is, he's a big, strong dude. And for him to have 25 stitches and lacerations on his face and his hands and stuff, my thought goes to, and again, we don't know if it's his dog, but you have to be in a vulnerable, vulnerable position if you're a guy of his size to get you know bitten like that. So I think it's reasonable, again, just dipping my toe in the speculation waters, like I think it's reasonable to believe that you know, his dog, he's comfortable enough having that dog, you know, close to his face and, you know, being vulnerable with his own animal. And, you know, I could see where something like that could happen, you know, for whatever reason. And we don't know why these things happen. They're animals, you know, and it's just so it's 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 sad and it's unfortunate. And I know because um, I've seen a lot of this on social media, um, folks in, in Nuggets me, uh, media, you know, make sure making sure to emphasize just how traumatic of an incident this is for someone. Just because these guys are big and strong and fly around, they're human. They bleed. And whether it was his dog or not, but especially if it is, it's traumatic. It's uh, disturbing. Um, it could cause, you know, recollections, nightmares, you know. It's just not a good story, okay? And my heart goes out to Aaron Gordon. Um, my wife got bit by a dog when she was uh, a kid and is still to this day at, you know, in her 30s, in her mid-30s, I don't give her, her age, but it, she's still skittish around um, dogs, you know, all these years later, decades later. And if this is his dog and it's that traumatic of a, it's just, it's, it's just not good. And I just, I want to make sure we put good energy, positive thoughts, vibes, prayers, however you get down, send it to Aaron Gordon. He's going to be away from the team for a while. And, you know, the last thing that you want to do is um, come back prematurely before these things are totally healed, um, both in and out. They can have the possibility of, you know, re-splitting. We see that in, you know, boxing and martial arts coming back a little bit too soon from a big-time laceration. It can be uh, problematic. And um, so 
I'm just, I'll tell you this, it's December 28th here at the time of recording. I'm just preparing not to see Aaron Gordon playing for the Denver Nuggets for about a month. For about a month. Um, so I'm sure even by the next time we record, we may have more details on this to, you know, paint inside the lines. Um, so just not a good story. But from a basketball standpoint, it's going to be interesting to see how Michael Malone pivots here. What does he do? Does, uh, does Peyton Watson uh, now get thrust into the starting lineup? Is it Justin Holiday? I, I don't know. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because we're going to find out in a few hours, and maybe even by the time you're seeing this or hearing this, um, we, we would already know the answers to those questions uh, as we're just a few hours from, from tip-off. So we'll see what happens uh, on Thursday evening. But just, again, it's just one of these things where it was almost like we were just talking about last week and, and the week prior, uh, the weeks prior, of like the theme of this season being the health. Now that they've already climbed the mountain, it's just getting back to uh, base camp for the big climb of the postseason, healthy. And I'm not expecting this to hold Aaron Gordon out of the playoffs by any means, but it's it's a blow to the health. And now everyone's going to have to step up, not just for a night or a week. I think this is going to be um, an elongated absence uh, for Gordon. So uh, we'll see what it looks like for Aaron Gordon, but just God almighty, I just, man, um, one of my least favorite stories here um, of 2023. So, uh, looking ahead at the schedule, uh, the Nuggets play, we've been referencing it, uh, home against Memphis on Thursday evening, and then a back-to-back against Oklahoma City on uh, Friday evening. Uh, historically, the Nuggets have played well against Memphis at home. Memphis is hot coming in, riding that four-game win streak that we referenced. Um, I could see uh, a scenario where they split these two you know, at home, taking care of business on Thursday night, uh, maybe losing against Oklahoma City. Uh, on on Friday, and excuse me, I, I you know I, I I misspoke when I said they each won in each other's barn. The Nuggets, and we just talked about this last week or the week prior, is that the Nuggets lost at that buzzer beater um, w- uh, from SGA on December sixteenth on Saturday at home, um, and w- with Peyton Watson in coverage where they played with the game. We spent some time on it. They gave the they gave it back. They gave the game's equity back in that last three minutes or whatever it was. And outside of that. Outside of that, if that never happens, I mean, we're talking about the Denver Nuggets on a nine-game win streak, which is just really, 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 really hard to do. Um, So, uh, yeah, and then if you look back a little bit uh, earlier uh, in the season at Oklahoma City, Denver won that basketball game um, at Oklahoma City. So they've each beat each other on their home floor, and we'll see what it looks like back in Denver uh, where the Nuggets are one of the best home teams in the NBA, but will be without Aaron Gordon. So, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to attacking, um, these next few games, these next few podcasts. Um, it's an opportunity for, for, for Denver to put some wins in their pocket. I mean, after these next two challenging games, it's Charlotte, it's at uh, golden state, which is going to present its own challenges. That game will be, um, a week from today on TNT, uh, then a home against Orlando home against Detroit, who just set the NBA record for most consecutive losses at Utah home against the Pelicans home against Indiana. And then you're, you're to the middle of January. So we'll have t- plenty of time to break all that down, um, but we are about to turn the page to 2024. Crazy, so crazy. And uh, whatever these next few games have in store for us and whatever 2024, maybe a championship, has in store for us, you already know. We're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.